Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. These days at our development company, Y Street Capital, it seems like we're spending every day in underwriting. We're analyzing potential new projects, reanalyzing existing projects, and then analyzing them again just for good measure. Bond yields are changing, which means interest rates are changing again. Some lenders who had paused their lending programs in Q3 and Q4 of last year have re-entered the market, and they're being a bit more aggressive about getting deals done. Construction costs continue to fall, and we're constantly value engineering the designs to pull cost out of the projects without compromising the finished product. We're performing sensitivity analysis on half a dozen variables. And on today's show, we're answering a simple question. Does the industry have a short attention span? So much of the market is guided by playing the comparison game. What did the exact same model of home sell for down the street? What are the rents in the same building or in similar properties in the same neighborhood? What cap rates are Class A apartment buildings selling for in the local market? There's so many comparisons to make, and when it comes to market conditions, we're programmed to think of comparison data as guiding the fair market value. But it raises the obvious question of what is a fair comparison? Can you compare a three-bedroom home and a five-bedroom home? Well, not really. Can you compare a 12-unit apartment building and a 100-unit building? Well, those don't really compare either. Can you compare a 12-unit building and a 30-unit building? Well, now you're getting closer. How far apart are they from one another? Are they of similar vintages? Now you're starting to get closer to the point of comparison, but not in absolute terms. You might compare them on the basis of cap rate, or maybe on a per unit basis, or perhaps a square foot basis. But even if you get all of that data, and you convince yourself that you have a valid point of comparison, you've got another problem. The market's gone through so much change in the past year, it's hard to look at market data that's more than six months old. Data from early in 2022, while not that long ago, was in a different set of market conditions. Interest rates were still low. We were still in the tail end of the pandemic, or so it seemed. We were in a different world. It seems a lifetime ago. In 2008, you could not use any of the market comp data from 2007. In fact, those who bought in 2007 at the peak of the market clearly saw the foolishness of those times. And 2021 and the first half of 2022 are starting to feel a lot like 2007 to me, at least in terms of a market inflection point. I'm not saying we're about to experience a repeat of 2008, but there's at least that one similarity. You can't use market data that's more than a few months old in any meaningful comparison. There's been so little transaction volume in the past few months that it's hard to find any relevant data. And it seems as if the industry is flying blind for the moment. The old data is not useful, and there's not enough new data to be useful. It feels like we have no data. If we consider the pandemic was an aberration, then does it help to look at pre-pandemic data? It might be tempting to look at early 2020 and 2019 data, but here too, so much has changed. The world is never going to go back to 2019. It's only going to go forward to 2024 and whatever that will be. For now, we need to be content with building a database of transactions that can be used for comparison purposes. But unlike sale data, which happens sporadically, Rental transactions settle every single month like clockwork. Rental comp data changes slowly and is cumulative. And if you get current data, you will have a full database. Appraisers often resort to valuing rental properties on the basis of net income multiples or cap rate. And the sales data for multifamily apartment buildings only contributes to a few sporadic data points. These sales data serve to validate the cap rate data. 
So while there will be a void of useful information relating to sales transactions, you can use the rental comp data to complete a thorough picture. It'll be current and it'll be rich. Historical data in the rental market is only useful in trend analysis. You can ask a number of due diligence questions, perhaps even on your own project. Have rents remained stable in the area? How has vacancy trended over time? How has rent changed over time? If the vacancy changed dramatically, what was the reason? Was it a flood of new supply entering the market? What was the reason? And when you're talking to lenders, you've got to make sure that you use data that is literally no older than 90 days old. When you're performing your analysis, you cannot use the sale cap rate for the purpose of discussing your project with a lender. You're going to need to get the cap rate assumptions that the lender will use in their model and plug those numbers into your model. If the interest rate is at 5.5%, there's no way the lender will accept a 4.5% cap rate as a meaningful cap rate for the purpose of lending. So you're going to need to get your cap rate guidelines from the lender. Make sure that your numbers will match their numbers when they perform their underwriting. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.